Live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 28th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking unconfiscatable bitcoin is the next bitcoin personal responsibility is a new counterculture deferral gratification golden age we're going to talk about those last three things of course hello my elite friends how you doing tonight if you have questions i have answers so type in bitcoin meister or do a super chat to catch my attention and I will answer your questions. Of course, this show, we're going to really not talk about Bitcoin very much because this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. We do it every Saturday night. Every Friday is This Week at Bitcoin, and it was a great one. Check out the links below, disruptmeister.com. Gabriel Divine was on. Jan was on. Uh, and who else was on? I forgot who else was on, but it was, it was great. I, I was going to say it wasn't – Brad was on the week before – who was my third guy? I totally forgot who the third guy was, but it was uh, it, it, it was a good show. Oh, no. Of course I remember who it was. It was uh, Neil. Neil was on. So check that out. And, yeah, some people said they had a hard time watching that show. Like YouTube wasn't playing it at one point. Remember, if the YouTube isn't working, you can go to sportsmeister.com to get the audio version. Or you can go to bitshoot slash uh, – Bitcoin Meister, it's all linked to below, people. So if it's never, if it's not playing, I, there's other places where you can watch it. But it was working for me. So, okay, let's jump into the news. Wall Street Journal had this article out How to Avoid Eating All Day While the Virus Keeps Us Working from Home. I, I mean, come on, people. Is, is this what it's come to? You don't have any self control. Uh, you don't have any conviction. You're home and you, you feel the need to go into the refrigerator constantly. You need a Wall Street Journal to tell you how not to do that, how not to get fat when you're being uh, when you can't go into work. There are going to be a lot of people gaining a lot of weight during this. OK, uh, because people are panic buying food and then they're, they're scared to go outside. So they're not getting exercise. They think they got to do something. They start watching TV and they start pounding down the unhealthy food they purchased. I mean, one one bad thing leads to another. But I, I come, what's what's up, America? Personal responsibility, dude. Self control, conviction. I, I I don't I don't get uh I don't get that one, man. Defiance over compliance. Pound that like button. The postal service might be bankrupt by this summer, says the Miami Herald. And you know what Adam Meister says to that? I say good. <laughs> good. One, one step closer to privatization, baby. That is what we need. That is definitely what we need. Uh, less federal bureaucracy. Let a Amazon take over or whoever take over. They'll run it a lot better. I, mean, I don't even know why we have these post offices anymore. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, and in other countries, they privatized. And it, it works fine. Or, or semi-privatized better than what we have. So, but I, I believe the bailout bill might have bailed them out. So that article might be a little outdated at this point. Oh, it's a constantly changing situation here. Let's get to the next uh, topic at hand. What do we have here? So, 
Oh, here, politics. This is from a Bernie supporter, one of those paranoid Bernie supporters. I wouldn't be surprised if the corrupt DNC encouraged them to speak up. And, and he's talking about the lady, a lady that's accusing Biden of wrongdoing, should we say, to speak up now so that they can put Cuomo as the, no, as the nominee to steal from Bernie in 2020 so it won't look like they're the unendorsed Biden camp. So, I, okay, whatever. The, the point is, is yeah, I, I believe, you know, there, there are rumors coming out uh, uh, women are speaking up suddenly against Joe Biden and uh, that he did bad, did he did something bad to them. And yeah, it's, I think the DNC is, they're not trying to rig it against uh, Bernie. Bernie's not even a Democrat. <laughs> they, 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 they're seeing that Cuomo is loved by people and he's a lot more competent than, uh, than Biden. So why not bring out the ladies now? Why not do whatever you're going to have to do to take him out uh, if he's not going to voluntarily uh, get out? So that, that's probably a pretty good theory. It's really got nothing to do with Bernie, but, uh, well, I, I read the tweet. So the, the thing I've been saying now for a week is that, uh, yeah, the, the people, the Democrats have come up with a pretty good idea. Like, hey, if everything's canceled, we don't need elections anymore. Why go with this old, old dude? We can go with this guy who's the flavor of the month. Uh, Cuomo and whose brother is on CNN, so it'll it'll be good. So keep on keeping your eye on that. Uh, there's a pretty good chance to, <laughs> Biden will not be the nominee. All right. Now, and I mean that's that's a sick thing about this about this virus panic that so many people are just using it for political reasons at this point. Uh, they want to see things go bad so that Trump loses. I mean, you want to see people die for, for Trump to lose. I mean, th this is it's sickening. It's sickening. Um, but uh, hey, it, it shows you that the situation itself is manufactured. It's, it's being manufactured by people who uh, want to use it for uh, political reasons. Now, of course, there is a there's a real virus and we'll talk about that. There's a real, but is it shut down the whole world type of virus? No, it is not. But there are many people who are willing to put many people out, out of jobs just so they can have a political victory. Nice sociopathic way of living there, people. Uh, but it's people like me that are going to call it out. And hopefully we can put an end to this soon. I mean, get everybody back to work. There is no reason for everyone to not be working now or the great majority of people not to be working now. It, We'll get into it in a second. Now, I, I do want to remind everyone that once this passes, and it will pass, uh, and some travel restrictions will be dropped, it is going to be so cheap to fly because people are scared out of their pants. And they're gonna, there's going to be a huge chunk of people that no matter all, no matter what information you present to them, after this is over, that everything is safe, you're not going to catch anything, it's over. They're not going to want to get on a plane. They're not going to want to go to Asia. They're not going to want to go to all sorts of places. They're not going to want to go to Italy. So for people like me who are level-headed, who are logical, I mean, it is going to be a pleasure just getting cheap flights, 
Oh, maybe I'll go out to Asia, hang out in Hong Kong, Taiwan, wherever. I don't care. <laughs> it is so these people's paranoid fear driven by the media, it, it's gonna make people who are in motion love life even more. People who don't live in a panic prison are gonna be loving it uh, with these cheap flights and uh, cheap Airbnbs in Asia and, and and probably everywhere, probably everywhere. So I, I'm really excited about that. Really, really looking forward to it. And there have been so many of you that have said, you know, how can I live that lifestyle? What's the first step? Well, there, you're gonna get a first step right there. You're gonna get a great first step. It's gonna be so cheap. Uh, and who knows the way the government's printing money, maybe uh, the government will be paying, everyone will be getting a UBI or something and <laughs> that'll be your income then. Not that I encourage the government to do such a thing, but you see, you see what's going on. We're gonna talk about the trillions. Oh, wow, the trillions. This is a, a time to have a big happy smile on your face that you know you've got a real asset with Bitcoin when they're printing up this crazy uh, paper. All right. Uh, and I do wonder, We people are dying from this virus. There are, there are uh, besides old people, there are sick people dying from the virus, people with pre-existing conditions. And if it were not for gluttony and how comfortable people have become, how people, when they're like at home for a week, how they have to stuff their freaking faces, apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal. If it weren't for that mentality, there'd be a lot less people die. There'd be not a lot. There'd be less people dying. OK, gluttony has brought on some of these deaths. OK, because there's there's that Carl Denninger has brought this up in the past. That uh, we live in a culture where big is beautiful. It, 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 it's just as beautiful to be overweight as it is to be thin. And, okay, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But what you should say is there is a, a, a difference between someone who is of a normal weight and someone who is overweight in terms of their health, in terms of their uh, ability to resist disease, apparently. Their immune systems, okay? There's a difference. There's a price to pay for being unhealthy. And, and some people are seeing it right now, the brutal, hardcore truth of it. But I do want to remind everyone that every flu season, old people and unhealthy people, overweight people are, mo are more prone to getting uh, the flu, getting, getting any disease, okay? So that's why you think long-term, you stay in shape, you run, you fast, you do what you got to do. It pays off at times like this. Where, so you're not worried. So you're not in a panic prison where you're not begging the government to wipe your tuchless and shut the whole economy down because you, you couldn't stay in shape. All right. And by the way, again, if you have got questions, I've got answers, although I have not been looking at the chat at all. Let me go check over there. How are we doing? Oh, Martin is back. I, I had a feeling Martin would be around for this show. Uh, Martin, did you enjoy uh, Gabriel Divine on Friday's show? I, I maybe let me see what you have to say here. I mean, I had Gabriel on just for you, man. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I had it was his time up, but I knew you would enjoy it. 20% of the this is Martin saying this here, and I don't know what I, I'm reading it before I even okay. 20% of those infected will require hospitalizations, according to Lancet. No, that is that is untrue. If hospital, I, I mean, I maybe Lancet said it, but that is not true. That is not true. Let me, let me tell you why that's not true, Martin. If hospitals overloaded, those people will die. 
conservatively with hospitalization. No, and first of all, hospitals are not overloaded at all in the United States. That is also a lie that has been going on. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But you said 20% of those infected will require hospitalization. 90, at least 90% of the people that have the disease had no idea they had the disease, okay? So how can you say 20% of those infected uh, needed hospitalization when 90% didn't even know they had the disease? <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, contracting the virus is playing Russian roulette. No, it is not. Russian roulette is when you have, I, I think there's six bullets in the, uh, there, there's six chambers and one has a bullet. So there's a one in six chance you're going to blow your head off. All right. Uh, again, again, with this, uh, the amount of people that die from it is less than, I mean, it, it's incredibly, we don't even know how low it is yet. It, it's less than 0.1% of the people who get it. It's definitely less than 1%. So no, it's not a one in 6%. Again, you, you're buying into this media hysteria. It's hysteria, what you're saying there. Those numbers are, are totally false, totally lies. Um, and I don't know if you mean to lie, but you're, you're just picking up on this stuff, I guess. So again, you say, and I, but I'm glad you're saying this so I can just, just point it out. Uh, the virus is killing only those with comorbidities is not true. I didn't say only. I did not say only. It's old people also. Not true. Healthy folks are getting wrecked not depending on, you know, a few healthy people have gotten sick. Yeah, a few healthy people get wrecked from the flu also. Do we hear about it on the news when it happens? A few healthy people uh, die from colds because they know they had a heart condition. Colds uh, brings up this previously unknown heart condition and they die. I mean, that's it. This is life. Life is risky. <laughs> you can get hit by a car when you cross the street too. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things in life. So again, you are, you're adding to the hysteria there. Simple analysis of statistics shows there's nothing to be worried about for a healthy young person. Nothing, to, nothing out of the ordinary to be worried about. I mean, again, you could catch the flu. You could catch a cold and die. Many things, sad things happen. Life, life is life. That's life. All right. And so you say, it's not hysteria. Yes, it is. You're in denial. Do the research. No, I have done the research. Check and I provide the links below. Go to Carl Janager's site, Market Ticker. It is linked. Please read it. Um, I mean, th that's the bottom line. This man has done the research. He has connected to the appropriate articles. I also connect to another, a Swiss study that is linked to below. I have linked every time I talk about this, I, I have links, important links. It is hysteria driven by the media uh, to get clicks. Uh, to, to make money. I mean, and that's their business. There's a bunch of people that are stuck at home now. What else are they going to do? Watch the darn TV. But it is a hysteria. We will look back on this and all the numbers will be out there. You will see that most of the infect, 90% of the infections, at least people didn't even know they were infected. You will see what the, what the death rate will be for healthy people, for people with comorbidities, for people over 65%. And then the total, and it won't be that much worse than the flu. And it won't be that, it, it, it might not be as bad as the swine flu or, or whatever. We'll see, we'll see. But to, to blow it out of proportion, to say that 1% of the world's population is going to die or something ridiculous like that, it's ridiculous and it's hysteria. And uh, again, there, there are some people that uh, misinterpret the numbers. Um, there are people like the dude in Britain who give a big scary number and then 
change the numbers later and don't make a big deal out of it, but everybody picked up on the big numbers beforehand. Why would Trump shut down the economy uh, for something that is relatively benign? Uh, be because he didn't shut down. It was, it was a big, the states were doing it. He wants people to get back to work. He was not fully aware of the situation at the time. I mean, this is, it, it's, it's an ever-changing situation. People were not as sure as they are now of the current situation. He wants people to go back to work immediately. At the same time, he doesn't want to lose an election, okay? Every, Pete, the media is, is driving the narrative right now, okay? So they, he doesn't want them to say, well, this person died because they didn't have a ventilator. That person was going to die anyway, but he doesn't want to lose votes, okay? So yeah, I am thinking about it, Martin. I'm thinking about it a lot. Uh, if it was, it, it is relatively benign. He doesn't want to lose an election. This is, and I, I mentioned it before, it's about politics. He wants to gain an upper hand in the narrative here um, before he sends everybody back to work. But it's coming soon. I mean, he's leading, he wants everyone to get back to work. He, uh, he doesn't want milk, tr uh, tr millions of people to lose their jobs too, because that's another way you can lose the election. So there's a balancing act here. He's got to be careful. Uh, I mean, if he, if he didn't care about the darn election, which he shouldn't, um, you know, a true public servant would do what is best for the country. What is best for the country is sending everyone back to work that wants to work, okay, and telling old people, you know, lock yourselves up if you don't feel comfortable because they're gonna be, there's going to be a lot more damage in terms of deaths, in, in terms of health, in, in suicides from people not working, okay? There's going to be a lot, and, and the, Carl Denninger has provided the numbers. I've linked to them below. Um, and so, but... At the same time, with hysteria, with the media against him, with people willing to see people die in order for the Democrats to win, um, he, he's got to be careful how quick he can say the truth, okay? He, he, he's got to be very nuanced about it. There's, he's got to take a nuanced approach to this. Uh, so, no, it is not as – just because he went along with the flow and – shut down. I, I don't like saying that he shut down the whole economy because again, California's governor did it before he did it. It was, it was a whole, it was a slippery slope. And at, at, at some point he couldn't go against it. Um, all right. You're, you're still, uh, you're still saying thing. You're looking at this through a lens of an American, not, no, I am looking at through it that in Japan, they, the deaths have been less. In Korea, it has been less. They are not panicking. They have taken care of themselves. They didn't have to shut down everything in these other countries. So, no, I do have a worldly way of looking at this, okay? I know what is going on in the rest of the world. I very much understand what is going on and that it is, it is media hysteria here in North America uh, compared to more of a personal responsibility type of approach in places like Korea at South Korea and Japan and where they wash their hands and where they wear masks, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So we've, we've, uh, we're, we've actually covered some of the uh, topics that I, I'm going to get into in a second, but I'm glad you had those uh, questions. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. I, I, uh, I want to talk about the golden age real quick. Despite the fact that lots of businesses have shut down, when I was running on Friday, 
I saw another delivery robot on the sidewalk, and I thought that was great. They're just so – and I started waving at it because I think uh, there's some it, – it's got a camera on the front, and I think it is actually broadcasting to some someplace. I just – I had such a huge – again, such a huge smile on my face to know that I'm living in this era where there are robots, delivery robots on the sidewalks going from place to place. It, it was it was freaking awesome. Again, this is the third time I've seen one, and and it was this. It's again off of La Brea and uh, Beverly. It was. Uh, so this whole situation is such a test. Uh, I mean, it was, let's let's put a positive spin on this on how free people want to be on uh, people's ability to think for themselves. Uh, you know how scared people get. Who you would who would who would you really want with you if there was like if you were a soldier in a real war? Now I don't like these war analogies. This is not this is not a real war at all. Okay, don't let people call this a war, but they're taking you down a really sick and fascistic path where you're like we must defeat the at any cost we must defeat the virus enemy for the good of the state for the good. It is so scary. It's it's killing so many. It's it, it's an atomic weapon. Look how dangerous it is. We must destroy it. And then you so you start scapegoating the people who made the virus. Apparently, no one made the virus. Um, this is this is no. We're not, I'm not here to blame other countries. I'm here. The virus exists. Let's analyze what the virus is. Let's not scare people and put them in a war mentality. But again, if if there was a real war, who would you want with you? Okay, would you want the people who are panicking now? Would you want the gullible people who repeat? The, the, the stats that are overblown, that can easily be disproved, that the media sometimes even quietly says. I mean, it's so funny. You know, Trump, logically, people don't want people to die here, okay? You want to keep people out of the hospital. So if this is a, if this is a serious disease and there's a way to stop it or a way to prevent it with a pill that already exists that is been around for years, that anti-malaria drug, why wouldn't you talk about it? Why wouldn't you put that out there as an option? If everyone's so scared about the hospitals getting crowded, why wouldn't you talk about a simple, cheap pill that already exists? Um, but we have people that are like, oh, no, Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. So, no, that's a fail. The, the malaria thing is a fail. No, it's not. There are doctors that are buying it up. There are doctors that are giving it to people. But just because people hate the president – and want, to, and want to get ratings and want this thing to continue and continue and continue so they can benefit. I, I mean, I mean, it's like at any cost. I mean, this is so simple. The, the malaria pill makes a huge difference here. Uh, but that, for some people, it's – it's. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's a really weird – you don't – you wouldn't want those people side by side with you in the trenches. I will tell you that. <laughs> The people who are not willing to, uh, you know, try anything like, I, 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 I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Okay. Saboteurs. I mean, they're sad. I mean, that, that's like a saboteur right there. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's a, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Well, it is, isn't one of those. I, I, I was going to say, it's a, uh, the tattletale almost. Uh, eh, not a tattletale. It isn't a tattletale. Okay. There are plenty 
there are plenty of, in this society, everyone is encouraged to be an informant now. Everyone's encouraged to be an informant. Oh, that, that person should be arrested because they were in a park. I mean, that's that's what we've come to. That's what that's that's what we've come to in, in this situation. Uh, they want there are people that just want bad things to happen. That that's just a sick mentality. It's just a sick like they've dreamed of it because they've seen movies. They've seen these scary zombie movies, and now they want to live it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there are some people out there that are like, "Ooh, China." China brought this on. Oh, if only Trump would have cut out, you know, we shouldn't have let China in. We should have done something to China beforehand. China this, China that. Everyone's blaming China. But then some of these same people, and these people are hypocrites. They're like, China is so horrible. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, we have to shut down the economy. We should lock everyone up. They want to have a totalitarian society like China has. Like, like, like China has locked down their people in an authoritarian type of way. And some people like that. So on one hand, they'll say, oh, China is horrible. But on the and this is like Scott Adams saying, oh, it's so China's so bad. But then he's like, well, we, you know, we, we should lock everybody down. This is no, no, you hypocrite. You hypocrite. <laughs> if China is the enemy, why should we be replicating what China did? It's sick. It's sickening. So, yeah, so I, I've said in, in this, uh, you can kind of boil down this whole virus situation uh, to two sides. There's my side. I've got, I don't want people to die. I, I want that. I want there to be health. I want, I want people to take the pill. I want people to uh, stay out of the hospital. Don't go up to, to wash their hands, et cetera, et cetera. I want the numbers to go down. I want the numbers to go down. I don't want the numbers to be big. But then we have the other side. There are people who want, who are like, no, 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 you're so wrong, Adam. You're so wrong. And the numbers are much larger. The numbers are much larger. So many people are going to die. The hospitals are going to be, they, 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 they see it that way. So there's, there's, there's the optimist side of things. And, and, but then there are people that just want to see the depressed side of things and really want everything to go down the tubes. For whatever reason, some of it is political. Some of it is they're just doomers. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Pound that like button is what I get, though. All right. Now, Representative Thomas Massey, Trump attacked him and the Democrats attacked him. Now, I don't like this guy, really. I mean, I, I don't agree with this dude on a lot, some certain things, okay? I, I mean, I don't really know him that well. But when you're right, you're right, okay? When you're right, you're right. They, they passed these trillion dollars, trillions and trillions of dollars they're going to spend. And no one even reads the freaking bill because it's an emergency. And they can't even have a real vote on it in the Congress. He just wanted them to vote on it so everyone could put their name to it. All right. He wants people to know what's in the freaking bill. He says $2 trillion divided by 150 million workers is about $13,000 per person. That's much more than the 1200 per person check authorized by this bill. Okay. Hey, that's a great point. That, that's a, that, that's a very good. So where's all this money going? It's all, it's unaccounted for so much of it. Uh, wh why can't they argue over? Why can't they talk? I mean, this, this is the logic of like past any, let's do anything because it's emergency. Let's lock everyone in their houses because it's the emergency. 
that isn't a good excuse because it's emergent it's an emergency but it seems like most people are willing to take that up the backside these days there's such cucks that because it's an emergency you should give up your wife to me i mean that that's going to be the next thing right because this is emergency we have to take away your kids from you i mean that that's the next thing in cuck america here it's sick and the funny thing is not the funny thing is the sickening thing is in that in that thread by Thomas Massey, where everyone is attacking him, someone says libertarians should be jailed. <laughs> That's and you 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 see these type of things on Twitter all the time. In the it, this is why you know a lot of Twitter is nonsense. Okay, That's nonsense right there. But you get into the heads of some of these eighty percenters how impulsive they are. Libertarians should be jailed. Hey, dude, I don't like communist philosophy. I don't like socialist philosophy, but this is a free country, okay? I don't think communists should be jailed. I don't think socialists should be jailed. I don't think the national socialists who think I should be shot in the head should be jailed either. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think, I don't think people should be jailed for their thoughts at all. But this is what libertarians should go to jail. That's what someone uh, gives a, a, a response, a response like that. That's, that's, that's the world we're living in uh, today. They're very, uh, whatever, I, I've mentioned it before. Now, um, but hey, check out the links below. You guys can see it yourself. Uh, now, let's see what we got here. All right, continuing. What else do we have? I'm going to have some of my water. My, my throat's getting a little dry there. All right, so we talked about that representative from Kentucky. He does have conviction in what he stands for because everyone fitting in is overrated, to, to say the least. He, everyone was disagreeing with him on that. Every side was attacking him on that. But, I mean, again, when you're right, you're right. He was right there. Uh, seeing this is from uh, Barnes Law. This guy is pretty – I forgot what his full name is, but his last name is Barnes. Seeing very few hospitals at unusual capacity levels due to the virus – from any actual data. Data from Arizona and Nashville showed below average capacity. Uh, flu virus sends some hospitals into overcapacity frequently. That's important to remember, people. We have had flu seasons where hospitals have had to set up tents outside and stuff. This has happened before. Uh, and they didn't shut down the whole economy. Where is the data proving way higher than flu hospital overcapacity? A very good question, dude. Very good. You're hearing a lot of people screaming, all the hospitals are all going to be ha- crowded. All the hospitals are crowded. They're not. They're not. They're just not. I mean, there is at some hospitals, there's some craziness. In New York, there's some craziness now. Even freaking Scott Adams admitted on his show that it's not. He thought he was spreading the rumors that the hospitals are crowded, but he has no proof. There's no proof out there. And Scott Adams is one of those panic-stricken uh, 62-year-olds, Okay. He is spreading the panic, but even he had to admit, he even had to admit that this is, uh, there's no proof that the, the hospitals are uh, over capacity, but everyone is so scared. Is going Now, could it still happen? It could still happen in a few places, I guess, but that goes into Carl Denninger's uh, point here. You know, get out the, uh, get out the, the pill or the, uh, the, the, whatever, the malaria pill. And, and also, uh, to prevent, you know, when when you the people who end up in the hospital, 
if you end up on a ventilator, 95% of the time you're gonna die anyway. So how many deaths are really being prevented here? We're, we're gonna get into that number in a second. To shut down the whole economy, what are we talking about here? How many lives are we really saving? How many lives are we in theory? All right, we'll get into that in a second. But Doug Casey, in one of his uh, emails, the title, the title, and I, you know, Doug Casey's emails are usually uh, uh, pretty doomy. But I gotta agree with this title: We live in a fascist state. Yes, yes. Right now, America is quite fascist, very much quite fascist, uh, picking winners and losers in terms of business shutting down uh, businesses, uh, you know, it's all for the good of the state, people tattletaling on one another, informants all over. But do we need to stay in this fascist state? No, we do not. Uh, that's why I'm putting this information out there. Because people are scared, uh, they run to the government, and thus fascism can spread. I don't want people to be scared. I want people to have the information. Get out of that panic prison and pound that like button. And right now, retweet this show, people. It helps. So there are wealthy people out there that are saying many wealthy people, prominent people, are informants and saying, be compliant to the government. Do exactly as the government says. And someone sent me a clip of the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, the drug addict Jim Ursay. Well, the drug addict Jim Irsay, uh, I linked to his uh, tweet below, where he says this. He says he, and he's actually either on drugs in this or he's drunk. It is so obvious there's something wrong with him in this tweet. But he says, you know, follow the government, what they got to say, you know, do it. I mean, this is so pathetic, and it just brought me back. It like gave me a flashback. And I also so I linked to a video that his father Robert Irsay was in. It's it's he sounds quite similar. His father was intoxicated in in the video, so that that's the similarity. His father is just babbling on it. And I just thought, wow, my 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 oh my! You know, you you have a football team, and you know, you, people are jealous of people who own football teams. They people are jealous of rich people because they're rich. But you'll see that Jim Irsay ended up just like Robert Irsay, and uh, well, that's uh. You wouldn't want to be either of those dudes. And it's quite interesting that that tweet actually is brought up uh, today because, of course, uh, in Baltimore, the, the one of the worst days in the history of Baltimore was March 29th, 1984. It started at the evening of March 28th, 1984. So right around this same time, uh, 36 years ago, the, the Baltimore Colts snuck out of Baltimore in the middle of the night led by Robert Ursay. Uh, and it, it, is his, it was his team. It was his team. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But he did sneak out in the middle of the night for some reason. Uh, and it was snowing that evening. And you anyway, check out the links below. And I am from Baltimore originally. And that was the day, March 29th, 1984. That really was the last day of blue-collar Baltimore. That was a day it would never be the same it was a very sad day. Again, you, things are different in the, in the, well, I mean, the, uh, the old sports and all that stuff, it used to be a lot different than it is today. Um, the world was a lot different uh, back in those days. But uh, uh, Robert Ursay is, of course, dead. He was an alcoholic. His drug addict son has just become him. So uh, that's, uh, it's, it's sad what happens to, to, personal responsibility is the new counterculture. You know, you have, 
you have all that opportunity, all that wealth, and you just end up like your alcoholic dad and end up in a babbling video, just like uh, you can check out his father's babbling video at the 35 second mark, link to below, of course. So classic uh, to remember to remember that deja vu there, seeing that video of Jim Mercy. Okay, so, uh, but I, I mean, I love people from Indianapolis. Got no problem with them. Now, uh, here is a, from the market. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on this show. But, uh, and so, yeah, it, it is funny though. Jim Irsay is speaking about fascist states. Uh, you know, and following what the government wants. Of course, Jim Irsay loves the government. The government gives him stadiums. I mean, it scares people into like, oh, the team's going to move. Better uh, build a new stadium. I mean, the Ursays, they left Baltimore. They built them a new stadium in Indianapolis. And, and since then, they built them yet another stadium in Indianapolis, the, the taxpayers. It, it's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, Jim Ursay, definitely a statist. Uh, Robert Ursay was, was definitely a statist. Hey, but uh, they end up drug addicts and alcoholics. So it's not, it's not cracked up to what you might think it is to be a multimillionaire uh, NFL owner. You're, you're – you're just like every, you're just dust like everyone else. You, if you don't have the self control uh, and the long term thinking, you can end up uh, mentally ill like they did. They are, uh, and a statist that says to follow uh, what the government says to do. So Carl Denninger, as I said, it's linked below. Read this yourselves if you need the whole explanation. I'm just going to quote from it. Of those, we can change the outcome from dead to not dead by not overloading the hospitals in 4,602 instances. So he says 4,602. That's his calculations. Maybe we just took a 30% stock market crash and destroyed the jobs of over 3 million people in the last week over what looks like 4,602 possible lives saved. So he goes on to say, I mean, obviously if we, we, shut down the economy, uh, they're going to be a lot more than uh, 4602 uh, dying. So, no, it's not worth it to shut down the whole economy so 4602 people might survive, okay? There are other actions that can be taken without shutting down the whole entire economy so those people might survive. But a whole lot, a whole many more people will die if we shut down the economy than 4602. Uh, and so his, it's all linked to below. Carl Denninger has been right from the start I've been how it was fecal oral transmission. Not and, and again, some of it is probably from coughing, etc. But we're going to learn a lot more about how it's fecal oral. A lot of it is. Uh, all right. So we we, we uh, and I mentioned this before, I think, but I'm going to kind of flesh it out a little bit more. If people are saying you have an enemy, they're they're getting you on the road to scapegoating. And you should run away from them, okay? They're about to take away your rights, okay? Enemies distract people. And scapegoating distracts people, all right? Take care of yourself. Worry about yourself. If you are worried about some enemy that you can't see, if you're spending all your time blaming others for your own problems, then someone is going to be taking away your freedom, dude, all right? Uh, think for yourself. And... Uh, People, I, I, I got I to gotta say, don't waste time on this mainstream media stuff. 
They have a business uh, model, okay? They need the eyeballs. Go to, I would say, people like Deniger who are already millionaires, who don't need to make money off of this, who are millionaires because of their heads, all right? They've created their own businesses who are masters of analyzing statistics, who don't get emotional. Uh, go, to, go, to, go to people like that. When, 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 when you're, when you start to get worried about this, who is this here? Trapped in, I don't know who this is. Oh, we are a reminder. We are in trust. Oh, this is good. A reminder. We are entrusting our economic future and national security to the same class of D bags who every other year change their guidance over whether eggs are good for you or not. <laughs> that is a great point to not have blind obedience to the government, dude. There are all these people, oh, the government must be right about this, this, this pressing health issue. Are they really? They must be right? Because they can't get it straight over if eggs are good for you or eggs are bad for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here is something from the golden age that people have not heard about this week. It's out of Stanford. Uh, old human cells rejuvenated with stem cell technology. Although more, much more work needs to be done, we are hopeful that we may one day have the opportunity to reboot entire tissues, uh, Sebastiano says. But first, we want to make sure that this is rigorously, rigorously tested in the lab and found to be safe. So, man, we are talking about life extension type of technology here, okay? Rejuvenating cells, turning back the clock on cells, getting old. This is awesome freaking stuff. This is still the golden age, 2020s. May it happen soon. May we get, may we get this life extension technology soon. And may the people who saved up their money, who saved up their Bitcoin, hey, what's fair is fair. If you can afford it, you can afford it, baby. And uh, that's long-term thinking there. Some of you are saying, hey, Adam, you should go buy a, a Lamborghini now. I don't need a Lamborghini. I can save, and perhaps one day I'll be buying that life extension technology instead of buying that Lamborghini now. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Long-term thinking. I'm keeping this body healthy. All right. Uh, but you, you know what? Life extension technology, it's not guaranteed. You make the most of every minute, people. You don't live in a panic prison. You stay in motion physically and mentally here. And you stay positive. And Carl Benninger says, hospitals haven't taken over from other sources. They've been the primary source since this started. Now, that's a pretty bold uh, statement there. He's saying that the primary source of spreading uh, this disease has been at hospitals because they haven't been cleaning things. And again, hospitals are sick places. You do not want to go to a hospital. This All sorts of diseases are crawling there, okay? Social distancing and all of that in the air, fear, transmission stuff, it's it's overblown, okay? It's way overblown. Uh, we And so thus you can go back to work. Fecal, oral, all right? Fecal, oral transmission. Get used to it. Wash your hands. Don't go to hospitals. It's, it's been a huge source of the spreading of this stuff, all right? 
Don't go. If you feel a little sick and you need to go test, get tested in a hospital, don't go. All right, don't. No, you, because you might really get it at that point. And if you're, if you are feeling a little sick, you go to a hospital and you do get it, then yeah, it might be a little bit more serious because you were already sick with something else. But you can read his logic on that. That is linked to below. All right. So, yeah, trillions are being spent on this manufactured problem. And think about it. Just I, I want you guys I, – Who brought? I forgot who brought this up. But uh, you hear about $2.2 trillion or $3.2 trillion. And you think about that last point two. And you're like, oh, that's not that much. You know, it's, it's just a point two, right? That's $200 billion. <laughs> and with this, it's, I think uh, Yaron Brook was saying, it's a rounding error now. You know, it's a, they add on point two trillion. Who cares? It's just point two, right? Imagine what you could do with that $200 billion alone, all right? In terms of life extension research, in terms of space exploration, $200 billion. And it's just a little bit added on there. Just a little bit added on to this whole. That's the insanity that we've gotten to right now. When point two, people just looking at it as point two, it's two hundred billion, and it would make in cancer research. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! It would change the whole world. But this money is just going. I, who knows where all these trillions are going? It's going to bail out airlines. It's going to bail out this, that, and the other. Going to bail. It's not even going to the people. Who knows? It's. I, who knows where it's going for? Because there was a people. Do, who did you read the bill? No one read the bill. No one read the bill. Now, there's some people that are so hooked on – you know, the politics thing is sickening. There's so many conservatives that are used to blindly following the Drudge Report and blindly following Fox News that they see what's on Drudge Report. They see what's on Fox News. They're like, well, that, those are conservative sources, so they, they must be right. They mu No dudes. No dudes. Um, they're media. They want to scare you just like CNN wants to scare you, okay? It might be a little bit different. But to say that Fox News and that Drudge Report isn't adding to this hysteria, that's nonsense. They are adding to the hysteria. They are adding – they are printing those articles. That should, the 19-year-old that died, and they don't, they don't tell the whole truth about what happened. It's, it's, and so many people – I've told you what the blueprint is of the media. They're going to show you the extreme cases to scare the living but you know what after you, Okay. The forty-year-old who died—he was—he was a marathon runner, but then they don't—they don't say the, his underlying condition. The never the the headlines, especially. I mean, it, it's just a headline. You can only say what ten words in it. So of course they're going to lie by omission in the headline. Of course to get you to click on it, and then to get you to keep on coming back for more and more and more. People are stuck at their houses now, watching TV. They've got you in a prone position, dude. They've got you bent freaking over just like the way they want to. And you know what they're about to do to you. All right. That's for those of you that are stuck. Don't watch that TV. If you are, don't be stuck at home. Go outside. Be, don't be compliant. Be like me. Go wherever you darn please. They're not arresting people out there. Um, who knows what's next? But I mean, I heard in Hawaii, they, they arrested some people in a park, but that could have been homeless people. Who knows? Um, Hawaii. All right. So I, I think I, if if the government has to do a three point two million dollar uh, whatever this is, 
Instead of it being filled with nonsense pork, if they're going to write a $3.2 million check, it might as well be back to the individuals. So the individuals can decide what they want to do, okay? Instead of the government deciding for the individuals, oh, well, we want to bail these people out. <laughs> because they, again, that's fascism. That's, that's fascism. We, we favor this industry. We want control, secret, not secret control. We want control of this industry. We're going to own part of this industry. They'll, they'll, they'll still control the means of production, but we'll own a piece of that. Dave Rubin has a new site out, locals.com. This is He's been talking about it for a while. I guess it's going to involve like social media and fundraising. I don't exactly get it yet. I didn't explore it that much, but there's some news for you. It's linked to below. And so I do want to say a huge percentage. I don't know if it's the majority of the population, but an ever-growing large chunk of the Western population knows this is a media creation and that it's a manufactured crisis. It, again, there's a real virus out there. There is a virus, but the hysteria around it is nonsense and unnecessary and manufactured. I will say this. If you are a future politician, you should – maybe if you're running in an election this uh, – Whenever they have elections again, if, are they going to have elections now? Um, you should run on a no hysteria platform. You should say, you know what? There's going to be a part two of this virus. Maybe it'll be a new virus. I am not giving into this. My platform is we are continuing life as usual. We are not going to panic the next time this happens. We are not going to submit to what the state government says or what the Fed government says. We are going to do this as individuals. We are not CUCKs. We are against overreach of the government. I think that's a legitimate platform. Uh, so that there's an, that's a creative new thing because there are a substantial amount of people that want that and are really down. That it appears like all no politician is, is has that mindset anymore. Every politician is compliant. Run on a non-compliant platform. That's awesome for a politician. Again, I don't like politics, but. Uh, and I do want to stress again, there are people that out there like me, many of them in the Bitcoin overlay, uh, my, my life hasn't changed at all. I, this is what I do. I do a new show every day. Um, I go outside. I go jogging. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles for longer than I planned, but I, like, I love Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so there are people. I, I, it's horrible that so many people are not working now. And not making money now. So, um, but don't panic. Don't do anything rash. Don't sell your assets because this is going to end one day. And for people like me, uh, for wealthy people, we're going to come out even wealthier after this. All right. Because we're sticking with our assets. Our assets are going to be worth more than ever because there's more, there's going to be more money floating around. All right. And I mean, again, if you value your wealth in that fiat free type of stuff, uh, but yeah, I just don't sell your real assets. Real when we come out the other side of this, real assets are going to be real important to have. And most eighty percenters with their checks, some of them are going to have to, you know, spend their checks. But some people who don't have to spend their checks are just going to waste it away on, on, on stuff and not not really invest it properly. So stick with your system. Stick with the course because the people. The 20 percenters who are productive, who can stick with their systems through all this, um, it's not really affecting them as much. And especially afterwards, it's, it's going to be 
it's going to be a good time to have real assets. So I have talked about this Swiss site, SWPRS. It's linked to below. And here's what they had to share today. British media reported on a 21-year-old woman who died of the virus without any previous illnesses. However, it has since become known that the woman did not even test positive for the virus and died for another reason, possibly even suicide. The virus rumor had arisen because she had a slight cough. And you people are falling for that stuff. You know, be, be careful. You know, you see a big, you see a big hat, you see a big scary headline. It's probably not true, dudes. It's probably not true in, in this day and age. They want the clicks. All right, who do we have here? Uh, down in New Zealand, who do we got? We got Barefoot Barry, what's up? Food was a lot different 50 years ago also. It was. It was. Let a lot less processed uh, food from what I've been told. Um, Roman, Roman Q says, uh, to put it in perspective, I read that Christopher Columbus burned $40,000 every minute from 1492. It still wouldn't equal <laughs> 2 $2.2 Wow. Wow. That's a, that, that puts it in perspective. <laughs> 40,000. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's, a, that's an interesting way of looking. Yeah, a trillion dollars is a lot of darn money, man. All right. What do we got here? And Barefoot Barry said, would never sell or encourage anyone to sell Bitcoin. Yeah, who who would who is insane enough to sell Bitcoin at a time like this? You know, Brad Mills was on the show. I like Brad. He he sold some of his Bitcoin. I mean, Brad Mills has also built bought into the hysteria. I mean, you can watch the show for yourself. It's a link to below techbalt.com. It was uh, at techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You can see all the uh, This Week in Bitcoin shows. And Brad was on it two weeks ago or a week ago. It was a week ago, uh, a week ago from Friday that just uh, that just passed by. So I just want everyone to see my awesome Bitcoin to the moon shirt. Can you guys see that? Bitcoin to the moon is in uh, beautiful Melbourne where I guess it's fall now. <laughs> I can't wait to get back to Australia. I, I unfortunately, I the Australians are as uh, insane as the Americans, so it might be quite some time. <laughs> I, I really, I had planned to go to Australia uh, in November or October. I hope things can get straight by then. I don't want to go O for Australia in 2020. I've been to Australia every year since 2015. I don't want my I don't want my streak to end, man. That would be terrible. I love Australia. Love it. All right. Okay. I love my people from Australia too. And yeah, I love New Zealand too. Uh, Barefoot Barry, please, please. But I haven't been there since 2016. Bitcoin to the moon said, hey, thanks for the shout out. You rock. Hope to see you in November. Yeah, man. Let's, let's, hope, for, uh, let's hope for our West. The Western nations should come to their sanity with all the statistics that are out there. But the funny thing is, these uh, sociopathic politicians are still going to say, you see, we saved the day, even though we were completely wrong about the way it was transmitted. We were completely wrong about all sorts of statistics and not as many people died as we were, you know, dooming it up. 
as we were scaremongering, it was because of us. And half the people will believe that. What Mind the Gap says, uh, the media promotes fear and the politicians exploit fear. The ultimate truth machine just does what it does. Oh, man, this is great. Without consent, no matter what the threat. Security truth machine, Bitcoin. Pound that like button. All right, dude, that was a good one. Um, I do see something there. Should I even? Uh... All right. No, no, I'm not going to comment on that. So someone saw saw someone bring up Bill Gates there. Well, why even? Why speak of him? Yeah, Gabriel. If, if you like Bill Gates conspiracies, watch this week in Bitcoin. Gabriel said one that I, of course, I 100% disagree with. But when you got Gabriel Divine on the show, you never know what's going to come up. I mean, I knew something like that would come up. <laughs> some, cons- some conspiracy, something will come up while we think Gabriel's in the show. I like Gabriel, though. He's a good guy. All right, UFC. United UFC is on April 18th. Dana White, uh, he might be making a, a very savvy business decision, says Brian Jack Catult. Um, April 18th, they're going to have the UFC 249 somewhere. And, uh, I think that's a great, a great decision. Uh, life goes on. It's April 18th. That's three weeks away, right? Um, why not have a sporting event then? And it's going to be like at a private, it's not going to be at a big arena. Why not? And I do want to say that it's not that revolutionary because next weekend is WrestleMania. They're having WrestleMania. Now, again, that's wrestling is uh, choreographed. It's not, you know, you do, it, it's predetermined. <laughs> it's, uh, but it involves uh, men grappling and touching each other and uh, sweating each other over each other. And people obviously taking risks to get all sorts of diseases when you're doing that. Now, there won't be a, Again, that will be in the studio also. They're carrying on with their business. And some people are looking down at the WWE for doing that also. That will be taped, I believe. The UFC thing will be live. So that will be, I guess, the first live event. And that's a real sport. UFC is a real sport. So more power to them. More power to them. So I think Dana White is uh, making a savvy business decision, to tell you the truth. Because – Who's his demographic? It's young men. <laughs> Who's young men who are into fighting and, and staying in shape, getting to have that UFC look to them? Those are the last dudes that are catching, <laughs> who are going to die from uh, anything, really, except for getting punched in the head, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, good, good for Dana White and good for Vince McMahon, too. Let, be in motion, Dana White and, and, and Vince McMahon. Yeah, so I mentioned already traveling to Asia. I talked about the TV watching going up. Don't just sit down there, get fat, and watch the TV, okay? I don't know how many different ways I can say that. Eggs. We talked about eggs beforehand. But uh, this is an egg story from uh, Boston. And uh, the virus uh, has boosted egg prices because people are panic buying eggs. And... I just find it hilarious that Americans are panic buying eggs when Americans 
are the freakiest about their eggs. They're the first ones to throw away their eggs. So they're buying too many eggs. They're going to throw them away because they think they go bad when they, on, on the sell-by date, which they don't. Dude, I have eaten eggs like over a month after that date, okay? Over a month, all right? I've eaten – you just make sure they don't float, <laughs> all right? That, 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 that's what, what you do. They sink to the bottom. That's good. And then crack it open. If it smells over, you're good. All right. Americans, Westerners really blow it out of proportion. As I've said many times, in South Africa, they don't even refrigerate the darn things. Uh, mo most Americans who hear that, uh, most American women who have children would would like have a, I mean, they'd have an aneurysm <laughs> if they, they, if they, like, you're giving me eggs that have been sitting outside, that have been sitting, that hadn't been refrigerated. I know. How could I give it to my precious children? But what, this, this, this uh, I, I, I want to say another thing uh, about these eggs. So Americans are going to be getting these eggs. They're going to be throwing away, thus wasting their money, just buying way too much food. But on the other side, if you're worried about egg prices, all right, and I, they are going up because people are buying them, supply and demand, you should tell your local government to tell the supermarkets that maybe temporarily – they should drop those uh, dracon the draconian regulations on the supermarkets, um, or, or at least make the supermarkets. Now, I, I I don't know the exact rules, but I do know what happens. Supermarkets in America, and probably in Europe also. Um, if one egg cracks in a twelve pack or an eighteen pack or in a six pack, they throw the whole thing away. The whole thing. They can't just get rid of that one egg toss it out, and then replace it with another egg. They can't do that. They can't do that. Now, I, I believe it's illegal to do that because of regulation, or maybe they're scared of getting sued. But if we're having an egg shortage, maybe that should be rethought right now. If there is actually laws against that, they should be dropped, or you shouldn't be able to sue anybody over that. Personal responsibility, dude. Ooh, let's see, National Review, okay. I, I mentioned this on another show, but not on the Saturday show, so I'm going to quickly go through it. Uh, they say draft Cuomo movement uh, could be in the Democrats' future. There's already a draft Cuomo uh, Twitter feed. It's linked to below. And finally, and, and so I've, I've taught, I think you guys get it by now, that I really think uh, that that some of the a lot of the focus on the media on Cuomo is so that they can uh, – get him to be the Democratic nominee. And so when I was walking today earlier, it, was, uh, it wasn't a run day. I never run on Saturdays. Uh, I was walking through the alley, and I went by a homeless man. He had sent up a, a pretty nice tent. Some homeless people have some pretty nice setups. I don't, I don't understand how they get it, but whatever. Um, I mean, I think some are giving good tents, and they eventually get destroyed. But this guy had a nice tent, and from a distance, I could hear music emanating from his tent because he had a pretty, pretty good sound system coming from his tent also. And it was uh, a song called uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty. And I linked to it below, and I, I, uh, I like that song. I like that song. It brings back, uh, it brings back memories, and I think uh, it's not my usual type of music that I like, but uh, it put a big smile on my face, and I think uh, – some people get a, a kick out of it. And uh, that's an L.A. story right there. Walking in the alley, see a dude living in a tent, 
and he's playing Tom Petty. All right, dudes. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Uh, let me make sure there were any other questions. There were not any other questions that I can see. Pound that like button, uh, bang that bell button, and oh, wait, maybe there was one. I think, no, that's Barry. I already, okay. I will say hi to you dudes in the chat in a second. Remember, new show tomorrow. You get a new show here every day. Spread the word. That's how you can support the show on social media.